1: Lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, LuchaCentral.com presents Straight Out of the Bodega with King Fat Fatboy Papo Esco.
2: From the wrestling world of the podcast world, it's straight out of the bodega with your host, the King Fat Boy, Papo Esco.
3: Once again, it's Thursday and you have arrived. Pulled up. Welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega, I am your master of ceremonies, the bully from the bodega, the lucha thug, the one man lucha gang, El Rey Gordo himself, the king fat boy Papo Esco. and as always we're gonna take you on this ride, a ride through the blocks, back alleys, and street corners of the bodega, we're gonna give you everything you need, that's pro wrestling and entertainment, I'm ready. I hope you're ready. So take a seat, pour up your favorite drink, and let's ride. It's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. And welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega. I'm the King Fat Boy, man. And we got a good show today, We've got a lot of things to talk about But I want to vent a little bit, you know We're friends, we're family Let me talk, you know, let me vent a little bit Because there's a lot of things on my brain right now that I just got to get off my chest um, First, I feel like it's Groundhog Day I feel like one day repeats itself Day after day after day this, this, The pandemic got everybody on a roller coaster ride, man, I'm not the only one everybody has their up days i have most of my up days you know i try to stay positive try to keep a good outlook on things but then you know just like everybody else i got my down days and i start thinking about the virus and what it can actually do to me and my family if we had contracted it now i know a couple of people that have tested positive for this virus and just watching them go through the hell that they went through to try to even recover, and they haven't recovered yet. You know, um, they're healthier than I am. So I kind of wonder what it's gonna do to me if I if I get hit with it. You know, I mean, I'm an open book. So if you guys don't know, I'll tell you now. I'm I'm a type two diabetic, and I'm the king fat boy. Operative word fat. So uh, you know, I'm not the healthiest dude. I like a greasy double cheeseburger a little bit more than the next, and and you know for the virus it's probably a problem you know so i i I don't know sometimes if if i get it if i'm even gonna come out of it you know um something to think about so i try to stay as safe as possible i try to social distance and i try to wear my wwwlucha maskcom face cover and you know i keep my hands washed and my clothes washed and I try to stay as clean and sanitized as possible but you never know and it's those times where you get kind of down and another thing is you know a lot of us aren't wrestling a lot of us haven't wrestled you know workers I mean in six months you know and for people on my level you know the independent level um, I don't know when or if we're even going to get to come back you know. Um, the way the way we used to and, and, and it's it's kinda of frustrating, you know. It makes you think. It makes you think, should I even continue? Like, uh, is is waiting another six to eight months before I can wrestle again even worth waiting for? Should I hang up hang it up? Should I quit? You know, should the king fat boy Papa Wesco just go back to being regular old Papa Wesco and continue on with the things that I'm doing right now. Because you know, I'll be honest with you man. You know I, I got a family you know i got a uh i got a a job that i'm working uh, while we're shut down and, and I, i'm doing well man you know i don't even know if it's even worth it to come back these are the things that I, I think you know these are the things that go through my brain when i'm on my downward spiral but you know i'm gonna try to get back on track and and, and, and get up you know and, and just be positive and try to keep a good outlook and hopefully man we can get back to it you know i'm talking about wrestling i'm talking about normal lifestyles you know i know everybody likes to go to some people like to go to nightclubs some people like to go to bars some people like to go to amusement parks you know whatever man hopefully we can get back to all that and we can all take a sigh of relief and 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 say we got through it but you know until then that's that's where we're at so on a brighter note If you were listening last week, you would know that I was on location at Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy in San Jose, California. Now, I am in the ring in some form. Not the way I want, which I was venting about a little while ago, but it is a close second. I'm doing a solo gym session um, at least twice a week. I'm in there rolling around, bumping around, um, working on my in-ring cardio, blowing myself up, getting my muscle memory back in order. And if for any other reason than just to stay a little healthier, you know, work on my respiratory system, build up my immune system, and you know what, exercise is is gonna do that. Uh, I'm not the only one. Uh, There are students that are enrolled at Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy that are able to participate as well. And honestly, kudos to Gabe and Shannon at the Academy. Um, They are doing everything they can to make sure we are in a safe, sterile, clean environment. They're abiding by and adhering to all the rules and regulations that are set forth by the county. And, you know, they they're treating our our safety and our health in the highest priority. And I I appreciate that. Just to give you an idea of what we do, you know, we enter the building. You got to wear a face mask. Um, You got to wear a face mask entering. You got to wear a face mask working out. You got to wear a face mask leaving. We do temperature checks and the temperature checks are logged. And if everything's all good then you're able to get in the ring you know you get in the ring for about 30 or 40 minutes and then after you're done you have to clean every single thing that you touch before you go out so that it can be prepared for the next person that comes in after you um, we're wiping down the uh, turnbuckle pads we're wiping down the ropes we're sweeping out the ring we're um, disinfecting the ring with disinfectant spray um, and then the last person of the night is taking a, a steam cleaner to the canvas so you know, when we leave for the night and everything's all locked up, it is really a sterile environment and it's ready for the next round of, of sessions. So kudos to them, man. You know what I'd like to do is I'd like to have uh, a couple of the students come on and just talk about this and, and kind of get their feedback on that. And, you know, we can just talk shop about a couple things, you know, wrestling in general and, and what their aspirations are. I think it'd be pretty fun. What do you guys think? I knew you'd like it. I think we're going to do that probably next week. Yeah. Anyway, on today's episode, we got part two of the Mysterioso sit-down. He's going to pull up once again to finish the discussion, talk a little bit more about, you know, his time in China, Dragon Gate, his time in New Japan, which is like his most recent thing. And we're talking about the pandemic and we're getting into a lot more. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. We're going to get right into that. But before we do, we're going to take it on over to the Golden Voice, the First Lady of the Lucha Central Podcast Network, Denise Salcedo and Lucha Central Central.
1: Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central, with a reminder of where and when to catch your favorite shows each week, or when to try a new one. This past Sunday, Jerry Villagrana presented a Spanish episode of Photo Versus on the Lucha Central Facebook page. He went mano a mano with Mexico's Black Terry Jr., looking at some of their favorite photos of mid-match lucha dives. Even if you don't speak Spanish, you are going to want to check out this video from this one and see some of the best lucha libre photography on the planet. Tune in Sundays at 7pm Pacific, 10pm Eastern for more each week. This coming Sunday, Jerry will be joined by the photographer known as Speedy as they talk working their way from shooting the indies to the majors. And some of their favorite photos of indie talent now in AEW. On Tuesdays, on Mass, Mats, and Mayhem, of course, there will be Talk of Lucha Underground Season 1, Episode 14, which you can go watch right now on 2b.tv for free. But this week, there's also lots of ups and downs over AEW, Raw Underground, and the use of former Lucha Underground stars Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar, along with his Legado del Fantasma. Plus, Casey unboxes the new Mr. T WWE Elite figure and more. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentro.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. This Tuesday night live on WrestleBossLive.com, Favi Chulo is back to talk pro wrestling and MMA. First, cheerleader Melissa joins the show to talk Working as Mariposa on Lucha Underground, being a women's wrestling trailblazer, and the state of women's wrestling today. Then Jiu Jitsu black belt Richard Ariola stops by to talk the Abu Dhabi Combat Club, the world's top grappling competition. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesday. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the chisme from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. This week... Two-time AAA Cruiserweight and former AAA Mixed Tag Team Champion Alex Kosloff and AAA Commentator Jose Manuel Guillen pull-up seats at the table. Find the video version on Facebook Wednesday through Friday and then on weekends, download the audio version in podcast form. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez. This week, it's part two with Los Angeles Misterioso as they talk the controversy surrounding his name, plus his international tours in Mexico and Japan. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly Podcasts, one in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring, from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. This week, both shows have news for you on the Lucha Brothers in AEW, the return of CMLL live action this past Friday night, Lucha Times Weekly Series, what's next for AAA, and more. Catch up on the top stories of the entire week in Lucha Libre in just 90 minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms. And please be sure to give a rating and review to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week.
4: To not just graduate high school, because I takes for granted, but if you don't mind telling everyone, I know it's something you don't, you know, talk about very often, but I think it's something you should be very proud of. Can you tell, tell us more about, you know, your, your life after high school, uh,
0: you know, scholastic-wise? Right, right. Yeah. So um, just after high school, I was kind of like in the tough place because I already knew that uh, wrestling was what I wanted to do. But at the same time, um, I mean, ha- coming from like immigrant parents, it was kind of it was kind of difficult to just tell them like, hey, you know, like this is it for me. Like, I think this pathway is going to be better because ever since I was young, I mean, they always kind of put that in my head like college college university college so me knowing that i had the how do i say it? like intellectual to to continue mm-hmm. because i mean in in high school i didn't really get bad grades they could have been better but at the same time like you have to remember i would do like these wrestling things and obviously me being young and stuff so uh it took me longer than than four years but but yeah i got it done i i mean i have a a degree in uh, business management, but like I said, I don't. I don't oh, nice! Really, yeah, congratulations! Hell yeah! I don't really like talking about that because I, I actually do like to separate. Uh, no, but something like that,
4: brother, you got to be you got to be out front about because not only does that help you in life, but that that also makes you a much much smarter wrestler on the business side as well you know when you started as a kid who was taking a booking anywhere now you're very smart about your bookings and you know would lead would leads you uh to other directions where you know uh, you no longer can get questioned on who owns that name because you've done your due diligence to take care of yourself no yeah you know what i mean
0: no and and like exactly what, what Gabe's saying so so the good thing i think that happened to that is like uh uh, just kind of transitioning with the name-wise was once once uh, we all agreed, like, all right, this is the kind of step we're going towards as me being Misterioso So um, that's why I even kind of like... Uh, at that time, I was already probably 18 or going to be 18. So I kind of did research and stuff, how to do all the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and And I wasted, like I said, I wasted the money to secure that nothing like what was being accused was going to happen to me sort of thing. Yep. So the first thing I did was, was, uh, obviously the easiest thing, just, just talk to a lawyer, set up an agreement. Cause I knew this guy was coming. And then after that, I, <laughs> no, no, yeah. and then after that, I even, I even would like go to his office and say like, all right, well this is like, what, what is this buy me kind of stuff? And even just talking to the, to the guy, to the lawyer costs money, man. That's yes. what a lot of people don't know. Absolutely. They're, they, they they don't pull back punches when it comes to their building, so so yeah, he's like, alright, well, I mean what is it, and I had to explain him what it was, like, oh, it's a wrestling thing, you know it's like, alright, what are you going to do with it, well you know, I mean, I'm going to use it, you know, live events probably television, hopefully, like all this stuff, he's like, oh, it's going to like, how much money do you have, and I was like oh shit, I was like, I, you know, you don't want I don't, to I don't know, at that point I mean, I had a, a, like a part-time job but I, I thought it was like does this mean this guy's gonna charge me more like right oh yeah so i told him like oh well this he's like well to be honest this is how much it's gonna cost you just to get everything in order and i was like damn and at yeah. that point i mean i could afford it but i like you have that was it worth
4: the question was is it worth
0: it at this point yeah i think it is yeah yeah I at this point
4: is. yes but that moment when you sat in that chair
0: probably not probably yeah. not
4: yeah It's scary not. Cause yeah, you,
0: it's scary because it's it's it bro, it's a lot of money.
4: Because you so, wouldn't and into the trademark, correct? Right. Right. That.
3: Yeah, and if that if that shit don't work, then you you spend all that money, you're out that money. You ain't getting that shit Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Trust scary. me. I've yeah. gone through
4: that many times and No. And those trademarks are scary.
0: Yeah, and what exactly? That's what I think people don't get that. Like, let's say let's say let's say uh Let's say I don't know. I want to trademark Gabe Ramirez. If, if for whatever reason there's already a Gabe Ramirez, your money doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask
4: Ultimo Panda. Trust me, we know
0: <laughs> your, your, your money doesn't come back, bro. No. So, so there was so just putting you in my mindset, here's a guy that just finished, you know, or I think was barely going to finish a high school, had a part-time job, but wasn't working more than like 24 hours. You know what I'm trying to say? So I, I'm working minimum wage up. Didn't really have a lot of money. So I was like, damn, this is like what I've been trying to save up. Like what, like what should I do kind of stuff? And in my mindset, it's like, oh, it's going to be worth it. Cause you know, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna be signed in two, three years. So th- this is really what I, I. This should be the the backup plan or whatever. Case is. And boom, I do it. And then, like like you said, the business side of it now takes over. Like little hurdles that you have to, like overcome. You know, like proof of this, proof of that. Like this guy's demanding this. This guy's demanding that. Like yep. not even not even focusing on the on the wrestling side of it. Like like the. Because to be honest, like the contract that, that I had, even with my godfather, just to make sure everything was good, honestly doesn't really validate really much. Correct. Because the real contract is the contract that you have with, with the government. Yep. So that, that's what matters most than anything. So obviously going to college, I knew more about that and I was so grateful that I actually did it. But taking back to when I was like 18, I was super scared because I was like, ah, that's a lot of money. You're talking about thousands of dollars for something that, you know, you don't even know if it's going to pay up. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, Papo, you know, Gabe, you know how much the shows draw and stuff. Like, how is someone going to pay you even that much if you're not even like an established star yet and stuff? Mm-hmm. Taking a gamble on yourself. That's Absolutely. What you are. But um, thankfully, I mean, it costs a lot of money, but in that aspect, it was taken care of. And and even in like the Mexico side of the aspect it was taken care of, just kinda jumping a little bit ahead. But Gabe, I don't know if you remember, uh one of the things was like, Oh, so how should we put you in the in Dragon Mania? Yeah.
4: So Papa, what, what happened there is I I uh I talked to Asai and Asai says, um, who is he? I said, uh, you know, so-and-so. He goes, okay. He goes, do you know him? I said, yeah, I vouch for him. He's my friend. He works for me. Talented kid. I'm not asking for a main event. Can you just get him on? He goes, for you, yes. Go ahead and call so-and-so. I don't want to dis- disclose his name. So I called him, got him on, and here came the issues. Because at first it was a yes, and then here comes the phone call. Well, we're going to we're gonna call him Mr. Oso USA. I said, why are you going to call him that for? Oh, because there's already a Mr. Oso in Mexico. I go, oh, here we go again. Like, we can't escape this. And I'm like, okay. And so then um, in order to make sure we were safe, I got uh, I got Mr. Rosso's wrestling license, his actual official wrestling license from Mexico, signed by the commissioner, uh, Fantasma, signed by him. And I get it. So I send a copy of that. I send a copy of his ID. Boom. He's good to go. And fast forward to the next issue, which, you you know, you can take him into
0: it. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that, the, the, well, there shouldn't be no issue, right? Cause there shouldn't, it, shouldn't like, have been exactly, yeah. There, there,
4: it shouldn't exactly. have been.
0: The the thing that I think the problem was that I think they thought it was fake since it was like screenshots and stuff. Uh huh. So I'm here getting ready, and I'm I'm already like <laughs> like I'm already ready to go and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already boots are on. Keep everything. in mind,
4: Popo. This is he's at the Madison Square Garden. Uh, so he's the there. Libre. Oh, he's there. He's he, getting. He's getting ready to go he's on. Ready to go on. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, bro, did you hear this?" And I'm like, "Oh, here yeah, we go." So
0: yeah. So they come up to me and they're like, they're like, hey, uh, do you have uh, your your uh, mysterious?" And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah. What's 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 going on?" I, I'm super polite. I'm still polite. I'm not even saying anything. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. What's going on?" It's like, "Oh, can we see your your, <laughs> your your license?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. No problem." And I had it with me because I already knew it was coming. So I showed it to them, and they're looking at it, like oh. examining it, like if it's like. Like, like fake, and I'm like, yep. What's going on? I'm like, yep. i oh. like, and there, and they, I remember it's like three guys, and the three guys are like looking at it. They're talking amongst themselves and stuff. And I tell them like, is there a problem? And they're like, no. And you know what really saved me? This is not. This is no joke. What really saved me was that the majority of the guys in the back, at least the star stars, kind of knew who I was. But the thing that saved me was that Volador actually came up to me. He's like, hey, w- what's going on? And then from there, they kind of just backed off and they kind of like like said, oh, let me just get your number type of stuff, and we'll talk about it after. Good match. And that was it. I mean, I put my stuff in my thing. Made and, sure. Like, yeah,
4: yeah, until I called you at 2 in the wow. morning. Until I yeah. called him, I go, bro, answer your freaking phone. And he's like, what, what, what? I go, look, dude, I got heat on me. Yeah. Like, For yeah, yeah. what? So I got a call. They wanted me to present myself the Monday morning at the commission's office.
0: But that was, that was all that was just, that was just them trying to get a squeeze. Of yeah. Oh yeah. And if so we, then yeah. at that point they couldn't do anything. No, exactly. Me.
4: And so I remember uh Asai son says, uh, Gabo, come here. And I was like, Oh, here we go. And here, you know, here I get somebody booked, you know, vouched under my name. You know, I vouch. And now here, the commission is, uh, asking for me to show my face and stuff. And so then Asai's son says, let me see the the image. And I show it to him. He goes, oh, look who signed it. I go, yeah. He goes, and why are they asking for you? I said, honestly, same thing you said now. He goes, I don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah. Never again did it come up, ever, yeah. never ever. It's
0: funny because they wanted me to, they, uh, when when you said answer your phone, I answered. And they said, hey, how's it going? How's everything? How you feeling? And I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, well, we just want you to, uh, like, when are you leaving? I'm like, oh, uh, I think I gave him, like, a wrong day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, can you come tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, yeah, for what? He's like, oh, we just want to talk to you and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He's like, but, but, but about what? He's like, oh, about this and that. And I'm like, cool, cool. Do you want me to bring anyone or what? what's going on? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, oh, just give me uh, Roberto's number. And I gave him Roberto's number, and I think they did call him. But Yeah, they did. It. Yeah, that was it, though. Yep. They, Wanted to verify stuff, and maybe they wanted to see if like like we were able to give them.
3: Hell no. I wouldn't have went, bro. I, <laughs> hey, You're in Mexico. You're in Mexico. Hey, bro, come on. We just want to talk to you for a second. All right, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I'll let you know when you get there. Should I bring anybody? No, come you gotta, along. You got to nah, remember. Uh, I'm not ending up in the. You got to remember
4: Mr. Oso. You got to remember that Papa watches a lot of novelas on Netflix. Here we go, so, bro. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to become Chisca or someone from El Dragon, the
0: novela. <laughs> <Bro, these, these laughs> you know are what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The least intimidating guys you would ever meet. Like, these are, like not not intimidating guys but, but at the same time you got you have to put yourself in that situation like they never met you, you know. They they see you as a foreigner more than anything. Yeah. And and that's what it is. So, that's 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 basically
3: So all right. So now you have the Misterioso name. All right, now you have minimal issues. It only took an hour and fifteen to get there. Pop, it only right? it took oh. an hour and fifteen to get well, there. Gabe talked and like
0: more than half of the podcast. Uh, well, you're the, no you're the one the that
3: hung up and That's- didn't want
4: to say the truth. Bro.
3: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so let let's let's jump ahead a little bit and let's let's talk about you know, I mean, you 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 started your your stock started rising, man. You know, you you're wrestling in Mexico. You went over to uh, uh, China and 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 you ended up. At uh, New Japan, right? So, just take me through this time. You know, you, your stock's rising. You're starting to gain ground, and and you're going to all these places. How are you taking that in? How was the transition from? You know, I mean, shit. There's levels of wrestling, right? right I right. mean, you know, you're you're you know, us guys starting out, and then you know, you start gaining ground. You start getting a little bit more. You know, I don't want to say fame, but notoriety, right, we'll say. Yeah. And you know, how did that build? affect you and and how did it lead to you know where you are now with new with japan yeah
0: well, well it's bro i wish it was a, a fast a fast uh like a fast setup but honestly it wasn't
4: it's you hurry know? up and wait huh
0: yeah you know yeah i mean the thing is like like you see i mean you see stories you know all the time well not all the time but you see the big stories right like Rey mysterio or eddie guerrero you know that their careers kind of ascend almost right at the top. You know, I don't know if everyone's a Ray Mysterio fan, but his mom gave him one year and then one year he became a superstar when he became Ray Mysterio Jr. because his uncle was already kind of established, whatever, whatever. And from that, so in my opinion, it's like, oh, I got this, this name already. You know, I mean, I, I still don't have the shape. I still don't have this, but, but you know, I will have opportunities. And at first, um, just, I guess, all the heat or whatever it came, it was like a slow build, whatever it case. Thank God, it kind of, it kind of. I, I always didn't take the negativity of what people said, but I did keep it in mind. Before I had like, before um, they would tell me, "Oh, it's too skinny," you know, like he's just too skinny. So, all right, I'm too skinny. Let's not make that excuse. So, I started ways to see how to gain weight. Um, I would actually seek advice from like, like pro wrestlers that had great shape.
4: You should just ask me. I told you what to do.
0: <laughs> you were you you were mad at that time still
4: oh okay sorry sorry sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> so yeah so so boom that would happen obviously uh being in shape is not an overnight thing, but there would be progression. After that came, it was just basically being the top guy of where I was at. So I was in LA, and that that luckily happened. Thank God it happened. Like, main eventing and any Lucha LA card, that, that happened. So boom, what was the next step? Okay, seeing, like, the next city. So um, there was a time where, like, a TJ, was uh, that actually helped me a lot, too uh wrestling and tj I, I did that for like maybe two years almost not like every month or twice a month the auditorium of tj maybe even not not smaller areas but like gyms that I hold it up like at least two thousand people i would mostly be on like uh like a classic lucha libre card like the top people would be like El- elijo santo or like Niebla and stuff but um like it wouldn't be like the crash. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. It would still fill up, man. It would, it would, it would, it would be a big draw, and that kind of elevated me a little bit. Then uh, from there, I kind of hit like a stalemate, and then luckily, uh, I was already in talks with uh, Shima San. Uh, at that point, he was in Dragon Gate. Right. And and I basically told him like, hey man, like like, what do you think I could do? And he made some things, and he said he said uh, he set up my first tour for me. So I'm so grateful for that for, for drawing it. I think that was maybe two thousand and seventeen. So that was that was like six years after I debuted it. So yeah, two thousand and seventeen. I was I was still super young. I mean I mean it's not how
3: long How long was that was that tour for and, and man, you know, you always I mean, Dragon Gate Japan for for us guys who don't speak a lick of Japanese, you know, the, the language barrier had to be insane, right? Were you working a lot of other luchadors out there, or were oh, you just man.
0: so <laughs> the, the only <laughs> the only the only luchador in Dragon Gate at that time was Flamita, Flamita, and I never mm. was on tour with him. He would always be on like the like the July tours or whatever. I kind of I got in and the end the the end of the year. Tour.
4: So, were you doing the smaller tours, and he was doing the larger ones, like the B and A's, or how was that working?
0: So, no, no, no. So, the biggest event they have, from what I know, is uh, it's like Kobe Festival. Yeah. It's in July. Yeah. And I think he would work onto that, and uh, I I would work onto like the beginning, the setup tour. So I would work on the final gate. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, final gate like Open Destiny, like yeah. they would still be pay per views, but they were like kind of the beginning of the transition kind of thing before right. they would go to like holiday house shows. Kind of So yeah, so I would do, so I would do those. I did that, but but mind you, I was still, I was still. Uh, I think it was like my last year of, of of college at that time. It was my last year, bro. And this is this is a true story. I'm never gonna forget this. So. Uh, before I got the call from Shima Son, I actually had like, like maybe two more weeks, and then I had a final coming up. And uh, when when Shima Son actually got back to me, he he gave me the dates, and the 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 date I was supposed to leave was basically on finals.
3: Oh
0: um, yeah, bro. And I was like, oh my god, like, what am I gonna do? You get what I'm trying to say? Like, a college yeah. class is like three, four months, and then like. I I basically, I told the teacher, like, hey, like, emergency came up. You think I could take the final? She said no. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. And obviously, I wasn't going to go to Shima's and tell him, like, hey, man, like, you know, I got finals. Is there a way, like, you could set it back for a week. I mean, he would have told me, like, I don't know what he would have told me. He probably wouldn't have understood, but you don't want to push it, especially being new and, you know, getting an opportunity and whatever the case is. You know, there's people that, that do this for a living, and you have to respect that, obviously. So I didn't even bring that to attendance. So long story short, I actually didn't show up to the final, and I just went to the tour. So going to the tour for me was, like, like so draining because I knew I would have to, like, Make up that class, pay tuition for next semester, pay the class, you know the textbooks like every other semester, so probably buy the book again. It was just bro, it was, it was crazy. So I went to the tour and then uh, when I came back, it was such a humbling experience such a humbling experience because um you when you're when you're doing it like not fully, you kind of look at it like oh i'm 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 good, you know. Like I'm, I'm keeping up with a lot of these guys. At that point, I mean, I had wrestled probably every top guy from CML, and I and then you go over there, and they're not necessarily doing the craziest stuff, but just the conditioning, the timing, everything from the bottom guys to the top guys. it's, just, it's like a different level, kind of, kind of thing. You got I'm saying? Yeah.
3: And yeah. It it, for, it almost did it almost force you to. To to step your game up, I mean, as far as like uh, you know, uh, working these guys, you know, I, I've always talked about on this podcast. You know, you always got to work, you always got to work guys better than you in order to get better yourself. You know, were you working guys out there that you know, conditioning wise, training wise, wrestling wise, it was on a different level. It was giving you a different you know uh, style of wrestling altogether. Do you think that made you better out there?
0: Yeah, that made me better out there. But but what I got most out of it was that like how do I say, like you basically, I I knew in my mind that I basically had to do, had to give up everything I was doing and and pursue this in order to be where I want to be. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. It's different when you're like waking up early, still going to the gym, but then going to class or like going to a job and then getting out and then or going to like a wrestling ring than to just. Wake up, do the weights, you know, maybe watch uh, your wrestling right. match, whatever. Get in the ring and then watch it again and then do it again the next day. I feel like maybe there's people that have that have um, excelled under yeah. those situations. But I think, like, you either have to, like, kind of go big or go home or just pursue this, like, as a job, as everything. And at that point, I basically made up my mind to – Finish school as soon as possible. Uh, save up money, quit my job, and then just just go for it. Just just go for it. And that was kind of the hardest thing for me because um, like obviously finishing school, and then at my job, I had already like a, at my personal job, I had already like established myself as a as like not just a regular employee. So you're kind of like, how do I say, it? like taking that certainty, like that job security, even that 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 security of life. And
3: kind of, oh, yeah, it's a huge risk. Yeah, start, it's a huge and starting risk.
0: Starting over, even, and, and I mean, Gabe could say this. I mean, this business is so like, how do I say it? Not fair. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. Even. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's a, a
4: it's a very unforgiving business. It doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. You know, and and no matter how much you give back to it, sometimes you don't even give you don't even get back a little of what you give into it. Yeah. Um, so that's why we have to be very blessed to have the right people in our lives or right circle right. and take advantage of opportunities.
0: Right. Right. Cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, this, this, this business is not like, like, you know, in basketball, you could probably be a dick and you could probably like have everything going against you, but if you can make a shot, you probably will get signed to a team, right? Like, if you have, like, a good shot or yeah. you know, have the fun, the fundamentals to be a good yeah. player, regardless of whatever, someone's going to give you an opportunity. Right here, it's, it's it's like, completely opposite because um, you could be a great wrestler and have everything going for you, but if you don't have that platform or if you're not at somewhere at the right time, right location, like somebody else could get it and then there's no room for you or, you know, you miss opportunity. I think this business is a lot with opportunity. I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone, but I feel like it's it's just a different kind of business. It, obviously I feel like it's not fair, but I mean, that's, I mean, you know, that's life. So just coping with that is a lot to take in. So, so yeah, once, once that Dragon Gate tour, I, I go back to that just because that that really opened my eyes to everything. Because I saw, like, a lot of guys that that probably didn't have – how do I say it? Like, didn't have the most talent, but you could see through their hard work of consistency that they got really, really good. Yeah. You know what I'm to say? Yep. And that even made me more – that even, like, connected with me more on the next time I went to Dragon Gate, like, the next year. Because I would see, like, maybe the young boys or somebody that was, like uh, – going in the lower and the lower uh matches now become a superstar and their 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 matches would be way better you know what i'm trying to say yeah and if, and if you're doing the like if you're if you're keeping track m- not more than a year has passed those like i said that those dragon get tours are the ones that kind of humbled me and they gave me uh a reason to how do i say it? a reason to risk it all or, or like go bigger or go home yeah
4: Absolutely, it gave you a taste of the big time,
0: right? So, so I'm super blessed. Uh, uh, Like I said, um, Shima son was the one that helped me there. Unfortunately, he's no longer with the company. The second time I went, uh, it was the the CEO uh, uh, Turo son. So, I'm I'm super I'm super grateful uh, that they still had me on because you know, like 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 you said, uh, relationships are everything in our business and that could have went so bad, but thankfully the company gave me another opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity. And from there, um, I think from there, the, probably the next big thing was, uh, when they announced that new Japan was having a Los Angeles dojo again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we had a couple, I had a couple people that I know, like buddy Royal, you know, Carl Fredericks. they, they, they went there in the beginning. One of the things that, 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 I was amazed by um not amazed by because you're not talented or anything like that but just like just seeing these other guys go through it as they went through the whole young boy process you know their whole you know that they they had the black the black trunks and the black boots and everything like that but you know you you got to be mysterious right away right so yeah. take take me through the take me through the the you know going to the dojo you know getting the opportunity and and how you got to be Mysterioso right away, rather than going through the process that, you know, guys like Carl Fredericks and, and you know, such went through. Right.
0: Uh, just to give you a quick fact, just before I forget, this is actually a, a funny, true story. I actually trained at the, uh, basically L.A. Dojo, but it was a Santa Monica, New Japan Dojo.
4: Not the Dave Marquez one.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't Dave Marquez's, but he was affiliated, yeah, with uh, Simon Inoki. Was yes. Kind of running thing. So, yeah, I still hadn't wrestled or anything. I was still training. But I actually, it's funny because, like, I, I, I thank that gym so much because that gym is, it was unbelievable. They had, like, a, uh, I mean, this one, the, this recent one is the same. But the only difference is for the previous one, they had a I remember this is where I kind of got – I left my fear of doing all the crazy stuff because they had a huge uh, blue crash pad (laughs) on my flips and stuff. Yeah, you can see all the pictures. A lot of the like Bobby
4: Quant and American Dragon, those guys, you always see that big crash pad in the ring. Yeah. So if you're in the Santa Monica one – you were there with Sergio Rey, Bobby Quantz and all
0: that. That's the hilarious part that at that point I was probably like what like 13, 14, 15 years old. So my point is like I I was with them but I didn't know who they were. Like I now that I remember like uh Sinsuke Nakamura was there yep. like was there yep. uh, The Joe was there. Yep. Brad- uh, Daniel Bryan, TJ there.
4: Perkins, yeah. Rocky Romero, Ricky yeah. Reyes. I
0: mean, they were, there's, there's, they're technically still there, but I'm saying like all these guys had, had these run-ins. Alex Koslov started there before even he went to CML and then he oh, was yeah. a huge star uh, Machine Gun Anderson was like a young boy, technically there under that system before he went to Japan and just blew off. Fergal Devin. Uh, yeah, Prince David was there. Yeah, he actually, yeah, that's that's so fun. Yeah, he was there as a young boy. That think of that, how crazy that is. He was there as a young boy. Went to Japan, obviously did the Super Juniors, and then Bullet Club came, and then he got signed. But he was there before, like they even like because they they would do um they would do like the dojo tapings there in front of like maybe five people, people
4: yeah that's where they had china sing remember china's rock yeah. band was yeah. on
0: there <laughs> yeah yeah so so it's funny now thinking about it but it's so crazy how how that that catapulted yeah. so many people that are like basically still ruling prince Finn uh finn Bell are still like a top person in, in, in wwe nxt whatever it is right now but it's crazy. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I wish I was, I guess, older and, and had the opportunity at that point. But going back to this uh, New Japan uh, Dojo. So actually, the thing is, um, uh, Papo, just going back to the humbling experience. So once I came back from Dragon Gate, I even though I was like established, probably even already main eventing like pro wrestling revolution, yeah. I knew that I had to look for the opportunity. So what I was think uh so I, I say that just because I actually uh paid and went to the new and uh training seminars they first did. It was uh five days and it was crazy and it was so crazy because it's a lot of it is basics, but when you're left and you kinda of forget to go back on the basics and that's what kind of me. So it it was tough. It was tough, but um I got through that, and from that, I actually uh, got noticed. from uh, Shibata-san, and Shibata-san actually gave me permission, because I actually went to the first one, the original one, and then he gave me permission to keep coming back without obviously having to pay and stuff. So I actually kept going back, but unfortunately, I got injured in uh, 2018, and then I stopped attending the rest of the seminars, and I think that's when they, they uh, yeah. made the... Uh, Buddy Royal, Carl Fandrex, uh, Clark Connors, I was talking Young Boys for the New Japan. So I was almost out for like three, four months. Uh, thankfully, um, I kind of kept in touch a little bit, but uh, I got notice of the New Japan tryout that they had. I believe it was in um, September. And from there, they basically they basically told me, yeah, well, I mean, come to the trial and uh, yeah, from there I just luckily I think it was more like a, a confirmation more than anything uh, because uh, Shibata son just needed a, uh, cause at the trial um, the booker and all the office people were there as well. So he kind of needed to show that there was, a, I guess more prospects. So from there that happened and thankfully I, I've been working with the company and, um, I, i'm gonna be honest i'm not signed but hopefully that that's a that's a home for me because uh to me even not not just because i work for them but to me that's that's probably the best fit for me i feel just because um of my style and and just seeing the way the the direction the other companies have but um yeah man i, I love new japan i love new japan and I'm, and I'm thankful more than anything like you said that I came in there with uh, my my persona. I didn't really have I didn't have to change anything about it, and I'm just working towards towards the goal. And that's uh wow, just to be
3: established. Wow, man, that, that this I gotta say, man, this whole interview has been crazy to me because I got a serious education in the inner workings of lucha when it comes to something as simple as a name. And, and, and well, Gabe, you to have to
0: gear, like, well, no,
3: that's cool. No, th- this is the podcast. You know, we have this podcast for, for two reasons. One, you know, we want to get people on and we want to get their stories heard. But honestly, you know, we want to touch on the types of, of topics that, you know, you don't normally hear in, in traditional, you know, podcasts. So I, I, I love when Gabe, you know, I, uses his knowledge base and, and his experience to, to, to to bring up things like this. well, but, let, let, let
4: mean, me ask really quick. Um, yeah, I, I know you're talking about New Japan, and I, I want to make sure uh, we have enough time at least to touch on it. Um, you guys just did some some tapings just uh, I think last week or a couple weeks ago from the day we're filming now um, for New Japan's TV tapings, right?
3: Yes, yeah, the collision, right? The, the, yeah. Okay. So, with yeah. that
4: being said, you know if you can't answer, you don't have to. I'm not going to force you. Well, kinda, but. How how is the process during this COVID situation? What exactly are you guys doing to be safe? Oh, are 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 Um, you willing? Are you willing to risk everything you worked so hard? Are you throwing it out the window for an opportunity, or what is being done
0: um, for your safety? So so honestly, I'm not like I said. Like again, I work for the company, so maybe I'm being biased. But I mean. they're they're kind of maybe I'm not gonna lie they're probably not doing the what like the UFC is doing like testing every day and stuff but they're they're making sure that that it's it's safe as could be under the conditions I'm gonna tell you why uh, so when I I heard about uh, when I got notice of that we were gonna do these uh, the lion the lion spray collision thing I, I basically got notice maybe like. T- two weeks before it was gonna happen
4: that's a long time normally it's like 10 minutes right
0: (laughs) no i mean yeah but the thing is like you have to remember like two weeks but the gyms were closed you what i'm trying to say like yeah body shape yeah you've been you've been sitting on the couch i mean you're trying to do these home workouts but it wasn't happening so i uh i told him like hey man like like i know everything shut down but like how what do you think that What do you think could happen if I could, like, you know, go to the dojo and stuff? Because the dojo was off limits because um, uh, the staff works there as well. Like, that's headquarters for New Japan USA. So um, they said, "Yeah, let me get back to you. Uh, We'll get back to you, whatever." So, point is, uh, just to get in the dojo, we actually have to take a COVID test. So we took this COVID test uh, just to get in the in the in the dojo. Waited for the result, got cleared. I uh, got to train maybe like a week and some change did another COVID test before the tapings uh once once it was clear we did the tapings uh after that we actually got uh to go back to the I have to do another COVID test so I took another so basically I'm on like my fifth or even sixth COVID test and thankfully they're all been negative and the only reason I'm saying it works is because cool. um if if it wouldn't work, then when we were in there wrestling, somebody should have been positive, or I would have been positive as well, because we were all, you know, wrestling with each other, and like the third COVID test to get back into the dojo would have been positive. So I mean, I, I don't think I'm the person to speak up on it, but we are getting tested, and I think they have made a statement towards that too. But yeah, but I think a lot because I know I I know why you ask because I I've seen that a lot of people are kind of like. Dig into everyone, but uh, we are getting tested. We are getting tested. Well, out. I
4: mean, because uh, we had uh, we had Sam uh, Sam Adonis on here not too long ago, uh-huh. and he wrestled in Utah, no COVID test, no nothing. And yeah. for me, that drives me up a wall. Is why are we wrestling for the sake to say that we're still wrestling? If right. the proper measurements are not being done I mean look at Major League Baseball they they have right. more money than anyone right you know yeah. uh, that we're talking about wrestling wise right and they have a breakout of nine people on the Marlins who have right. a breakout now they right. have to pause Canada, doesn't want the doesn't want anyone from the USA to come play the Toronto Blue Jays, so they right. blocked out Toronto Blue Jays. So now Toronto has to go play in Baltimore somewhere. Right. We have to wake up at some point and take responsibility for our mistakes. And we, right. should, I believe, at some point we just got to put things on pause, go restart, hit the restart button, recharge the batteries, because eventually we're. I, I look look at it now. Japan is moving forward with. With life, uh, Vietnam, you know, everyone has like moving forward and Vietnam has zero deaths, zero. And yet we had like a thousand this week in California alone. You know what I mean, yeah. so at some point, I do believe that we have to be held responsible for our own actions. And right. I get it, man, wrestling's important in every other sport. everyone, everyone has their own value. Everybody wants to see something done. We right. all miss it, but we have to remember we 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 got to consider that we don't live alone. And all this, this world has come to a complete halt and turned upside down. And it started with one person. It started right. with one person in China, and look at us now. We're all shut down. Um, especially here in California, speaking for us, we've become the new hotbed for the wrong reasons. Right. And who knows when we're going to change and, and, and if the vaccine works or doesn't work or God knows what's going to happen. Right. But hopefully everyone is at least being safe, wearing masks, you know, doing their best. And I pr- I pray, you know, I'm not religious, but I, I I hope that everyone is doing their part to be safe and you don't get sick and no one gets sick because no one deserves to go through the process that this COVID is and Hopefully, you know, nothing ever happens to anyone um, because of something they love for the wrong reason. So I'm glad That's that you're doing the right things and, and everyone's taking the right precautions. But even then, I, I myself, I don't think I'd be able to do it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, like, uh, I mean, besides the COVID test, like we had this, uh, I mean, I'm probably getting in too much into it. But there was like a, another agreement into it after that, that we had to be like in quarantine kind of thing
4: right for two to 14 yeah. days right yeah
0: right so so i mean like i said you new japan i feel new japan is really professional
4: oh absolutely
0: yeah and um yeah i i, I it's because the thing is i'm not i'm not known what to to talk on behalf of New japan but No, of
4: course, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. This is not an official statement. Right. Papo, make should you say this is official. <laughs> you know, it's not an official statement. No, you know? no, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I just don't want to get into No, one. no, no,
4: because speak, I mean, like, no, in and, and, and like yeah. for example, I mean, uh AEW's been very upfront on their testing and WWE. Right. And guy uh, I I'm not here to judge anyone, I'm just That's asking right. questions because no, really, it, yeah. it concerns me because you know if if people aren 't doing it you know and spending because it 's expensive to do what new Japan is doing right. and it 's expensive guys. Right, right. and each test is an x amount of dollars, right. and then you have to get the test in a fast format, and right. so that 's a lot of money, so that's- yeah, people are being safe, but if you have the money to do it the right way, right, God bless you, I, but I, if you don't, why. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you have you have to you have to remember that um, we're we're still doing it like in a closed set. Yep. Um, everyone, including the people that set up the ring, including the cameraman, including everyone, is, is, is getting tested. Um, obviously, it's uh, obviously there's always something that could be better. But like I said, um, luckily I've had uh, two matches and um, I've had tests before and after uh that's awesome after and and they've been negative and um like i said i'm i, I don't i don't really do that and put it like online because um well
4: I you mean, don't you don't take a picture of your check from new japan and go look look i got paid yeah no because papa did that when he was his WWE. whoa whoa papa did i that did when... <laughs> not
3: do that sir <laughs> no, no no one knows <laughs> No one knows that I got paid <laughs> by that company. No, at no all. I I didn't mean
0: I
2: didn't
3: <laughs> a uh, Well, they, they see, know now, goddamn they it. They be
0: doing see like I didn't even mention I didn't even know what he's talking about WWE, but now I kind of made. But anyways, like <laughs> No, but I'm saying like 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 I wouldn't mind sending it to you guys personally, because obviously I know you guys in a personal level, but just putting that out there, you know, like it's a little bit, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but like the COVID doesn't even have like your address and like personal yeah, information. Yeah. Right. Like, right.
4: You, like you get what I'm trying to say. I, I, like, I tell you what though, he's legit on that. And I'll tell you a really quick story. Cause he brings it up. We were in uh God, what was it? We did, uh, we did Arkansas night one and then we did Texas night two And uh, we remember, guys, you guys were all there. We were rushing out of Texas and we're, you know, we had this one guy taking his time. We're like, come on, bro. We can't miss (laughs) our flights, man. Come on, come on, come on. And so we're sitting there. I'm not going to say no names. And we're sitting there and someone goes, hey, where'd David go? And I sat there. I go, I didn't answer. I didn't know they were talking to me.
0: Oh, I know.
4: And they go, hey. I go, what? They're all, don't fave me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, where'd David go? I was like, I have no freaking clue who you're talking about. He goes, come on, David. I was like, I, whatever, dude. I'm like, can you guys just come back on my Starbucks or like, you know, does someone have McDonald's? And they're like, why are you faving me? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, who the fuck is David? Like, and they're like, you know, David. I go, dude, there's no David on this damn tour, man. Like, what are you talking about? And then uh, this person says, we well, you know, Mr. Rosso. And I was like, what? And this person says, "We are you talking about? I go, that's not his fucking name. I go, oh, my God. I couldn't stop laughing. This guy fucking faved someone and told them he lived in Miami, and his name was David. And this fucking guy went to a different part of the airport so no one would see his ass. And I could not stop laughing for the fucking life of me. Every time I see his name or whatever, we talk online, the name David pops up. Every <laughs> single time, so good job, David. Of keeping shit personal and private, but now I put it on blast. So now I want to call you David.
0: no. nah. Like, nah <laughs> that story didn't need to be
3: told. This guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah, so, dude, so yo, this guy, man, <laughs> y- you you you've been <laughs> you've been you've been on a wild ride, man. I mean, your stories is. is tremendous in my opinion man i want to know now what what's what are your aspirations next what what's next for misterioso i mean i know you got you know new japan now but what are the aspirations and and what are your goals going into this we got to get back at some point and right now you're still wrestling and kudos to new japan pro wrestling absolutely doing all they can and doing everything that they need to do to stay true to the covid requirements and stay as safe as possible um you said you're not signed is one of the goals to get signed there? Nah. Do you want to work for New Japan? Do you want to go elsewhere? What What are your aspirations?
0: Uh, no, yeah, man. Honestly, I, I mean, I wish more than anything, if, I hope, hopefully, let's not jinx it, that uh, something comes out with New Japan permanently like that. But, um, yeah, that's my goal. That's pretty much my goal. If it's uh, just, I mean, everyone wants a home, especially now, right now, that there's a lot of, um, like, platforms and stuff. I think... Uh, Especially uh, because of this whole pandemic thing, I think it's more important, more than anything, to have um, like stability, just at least, because all the all like this all the how do I say it like all the platforms that have like television stuff, they're they're trying to find a way because they have contracts to meet and stuff. Yep. And that's that's also good because if the TV contracts are up, then um, that's more money and that's more money for for things like this, right, for, like, the COVID testing, the, you know, to keep everyone uh, safe. And on top of that, I mean, there, like I said, there's a lot of people that, that work just off being a wrestler, man, and that, that especially me trying to do that right now, it, it's tough. It's tough. This can happen. I mean, I don't know, and I don't know what 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 other options there are because I don't think no one's even hiring regular jobs either. So, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of in that boat uh, where where you kind of want to look look for a light at the end of the tunnel, and and I think the goal is still the same, even though this year's kind of crazy. Just make the best of it. I mean, if that, thankfully, like I said, I'm so grateful for New Japan that their doors are open, uh, training wise, and even uh help uh even like uh giving me an opportunity to do what I do in the platform and like I said just make a home home there and if not there then hopefully anywhere that that's kind of that's kind of been the goal now for for the last year and so and Well you'll always have a home here with me brother. No, of course, Gabe, I know that. I know that, but it's No matter, what, no matter what Papa says, brother, you will always have a home here with
4: me. <laughs> and we'll,
3: the, we'll see. Um, it's still it's still still my house. We'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, was the funny part is, like, the first thing I told Gabe when all this stuff happened, like, yo, how did how everyone take it? And yeah. he's like, oh, no, they, they, t- they took it fine. They took it fine. I was just shocked. Yeah. If, I mean, like, because uh, I know people, you know, and I know, like, I, I mean, I know, pe- I know some wrestlers. I'm not going to mention any names, but I know some wrestlers thought that, oh, yeah, bro, we're going to go to war go to work next week oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah
3: they still yeah think you that hear now. You hear those rumblings well, yep yeah, you hear those the rumblings the, the government time.
0: made this up man and we're this is crap, and uh huh. And in my head, I was like, "Damn, this guy." I, you know, you don't want to argue with someone because it's I do. No point. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no point.
4: I, I do. Like, you, you know, because it's, it's And it's, then what? Well, yeah, but the thing is, though, uh, for me, it's it's not like a regular argument. I think if you prove him wrong, I think we, we we're actually saving a life. because no, 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 Not only are you saving okay, one, yeah. you're saving could save it You know, a, a whole a whole shitload. No. You know, man. But it's rough. Yeah. It's but rough, I, man. I don't have that that patience, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Look, man, you sat in a hotel room floor in Texas with all of us when our hotel rooms weren't ready.
0: And we... That story is home. So if that you is. have patience
4: you to do that, you have ride. patience for anything, my brother. You didn't tell you. <laughs> Papa, do you know
0: about that story? Papa was there.
4: Yeah, I was there, bro. No, I but was there.
0: Didn't, didn't you, weren't you already good, Papa? No. You were good already.
4: Blue Demon, that was it. No, <laughs> Blue Deem was only one, and he left his room early. He had a bookie the next day. He wasn't with us in, in, uh, in, in Texas, he only did Arkansas. So, after we got off our tour bus, we're like, oh, cool, we're going to get our rooms. And uh, the promoter didn't get them the night before, he got him the morning of. So, your rooms are only oh, yeah. until 11 o'clock. We're like, what? And we're there at 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
3: we're sleeping on couches and everything. Hey, but we but got hey a guys. breakfast.
0: We got a buffet. You know, you can't complain. No, right? I, w- I wasn't going complain. No, the funny <laughs> Liar. part is that there was only like two or three people that were still like in good spirits and everyone was dead. was <laughs> <Man, laughs> Even
3: Gabe was, was getting good.
0: mad at that point. <laughs> he was mad. And the funny part I mean, Gabe, is that... I
3: mean, Gabe think stays, Gabe stays in a state of pissed off. So I like... <laughs> no, no, no. He, he wasn't getting mad. He was already there. <laughs> well, well like, I already had no. a
4: problem with that before in <laughs> Arkansas. So I was no, already, he
0: already, yeah. He already yeah. He already like... He was like already like... Not mad, but he was like, oh, like, I'm tired. It was already... it was. Like it was in a long bus ride, but it was pretty long. But point is, like we get there and then we're like, wait, what? What happened? And then (laughs) at that point, I'm just laughing, right? I'm just like, what?
4: I'll never forget. I'll never forget Octagon going, "Imico, el pincho hotel? and I'm like, "Uh,
0: I'm laughing because uh, uh, you gotta wait a little bit longer. No, yeah, I'm laughing because like. I, like, I know, like, oh, whatever, like, whatever, like, it's cool. But I know that these guys are going oh, to be like, oh, right, whatever. Right. It's
4: oh, cool. bro. They were, they weren't saying shit as they were laying on the floor of the couch, but they were fucking sending me what's up messages. <laughs> Ese pinche cuarto cabrón. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh, you're making it seem like dude. I had to open the room. You know oh, what I mean? Like, and the oh.
0: funniest, this is the funniest part. This is the funniest part. The guy that I supposedly had heat with was the guy that was ribbing everyone out with oh, man. man. Was
4: full circle. Knew, like, that oh, that's full. Cool. Yeah. That,
3: that was hilarious, because that, that was full, full circle. He's about to die. Wait, well, guys. Hey guys. Hey, guys. I, I hate to do this, man, but we we we've reached the end. No. Um yeah, we gotta say goodbye, man. We're about to get cut off. All so, right, David, we gotta go. Um yeah. Mysterioso, bro, thank you so much for being on the podcast, bro. We want to have you back at some point once we get back to it to catch up and see what you've been doing since then. But before we go, can you give us your social medias? Yeah, man.
0: It's uh, at uh, ITS, Mysterioso. It's Mysterioso. That, that's it. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have them for both like that. Yeah, ITS, Mysterioso. Okay, we play
4: Hey bro, can you make one and just call it David? Oh,
3: right. Gabe blew he blew the spot. Yeah, why, why don't you did. go ahead and
4: save it and give 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 us your socials? Uh my socials would be at PW Revolution across the board for all social media platforms. And please make sure you go visit wwwlucha masks M-A-S-K-S dot com. For your PPP COVID masks, I need uh, a Lucha. And please, please go on there and check out Mr. Rosso's masks. They're They're on fire. They sold out. They should be coming in back soon. They are fire. Um, And please check out. They got Papo Esco on there. We got some uh, Mr. Rosso. We got Hijo del Santo. We got all those guys on there. And I'll give you guys a preview. Uh, We just reached an agreement with La Dinastia Munoz coming on board um, with uh, Lucha-Mass and also La Familia Real. So we continue to add more people, more mass. Um, next week, we'll have El Rayo de Jalisco, and we'll keep adding more stuff, you know. Pa- uh, be, you know why,
0: why he always have El Santo and, like, Ray Phoenix on the top though, and they have us all the way like on page six.
3: Hey, I just play my position, bro. I'm I'm all good. I'm fine. Damn. Look, man, cause they don't know. They, they don't
4: want to. I don't want them to get confused with which Mister Rosa they're getting, bro. So <laughs> he has gotta, me on I, page
0: I, six, and there's not even five, six pages. Like, you know what, bro?
4: Here's be the best part. You can be on page zero and not get paid. Damn. You know? Hey, that's. I think that I think that's <laughs> where I'm at right now. Look at this. Guy. I think my Look, I think okay, my, my
3: my joint's been discontinued. So, <laughs>
4: no, all right, guys. I gotta, well, make I gotta make a new one for you. Gotta make a new one. For you but exactly. thank you so much brother I'm, I'm really proud of you thank you for coming i hope i wasn't too hard to grill on you but we gotta we gotta get everyone to know know what's going on with lucha and the real i appreciate your honesty your humbleness you've been a, a a great asset to the company you'll always have a home here no matter what happens thank you for coming on board i love you to death and i hope to
0: see you sooner than later thank you man thank you thank you Pablo. thank you gabe
3: alright you all right y'all man on behalf of the podcast mysterioso and gabe ramirez this is king fat Boy Papuesco. Bye-bye.
4: This is the Grand Wizard, Gabriel Ramirez. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) We're out. (laughs) And that right there, mi gente, is all she wrote. Huge shout-out and mad respect to Mysterioso for pulling up to the podcast for his two-part sit-down. We had a lot of ground to cover, and I had a great time doing it. And I hope you did, too. We're going to get Mysterioso back on in a little while, but until then, brother, you stay safe and you stay out of trouble tune in next week where we're going to sit down with owner and operator of lucha-mass.com Mr. Gabe Ramirez that's right the co-host is going to sit on the other end of the table and we're going to talk about lucha-mass.com here it is man this guy's going on all kinds of podcasts talking about lucha-mass.com and we're going to hit the pause button on it because he's going to come on straight out the bodega and give us his side of the story and we're going to talk about the face covers that are sweeping nation i mean come on man this guy this guy he he's got face covers on social media being worn by celebrities face covers on music videos face covers on nxt and wwe television i mean we got to see where this is going we got to see how far this is going to go so i can't wait for you guys to hear it tune in next week well thank you for listening and i know you were listening from somewhere so why don't you go on social media and let us know what podcast platform you're using to listen to every episode straight out of the bodega. Is it iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify? Where is it? Let us know. Also, let us know how we doing, man. Talk to us. We're going to talk back. Let us know what you like about us. Let us know what you don't like about us. Who you want to see on future episodes? Just talk to us, man. Let's get a conversation going. But check us out on social media. And speaking of the social media, Give us a follow man Straight out of the bodega on Instagram Straight out of the bodega on Facebook str 8 Straight out the bodega on Twitter Also give me a follow Papo Esco on Facebook Popo Esco on Instagram Popo underscore Esco on Twitter Give me a follow man You might like what you find Be my friend I need some. Apparently People told me that I don't like people, though. I don't know, whatever. I'm rambling. On behalf of the podcast, man, I am your master of ceremonies, the King Fatboy Papa Wesco. We'll see you next time. We are out.
2: Ever had a dream of becoming a pro wrestler? Or maybe your dream is becoming a pro wrestling manager, referee, ring announcer, or commentator. If you're ready to turn your dream into reality, then Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy is for you Northern California's premier pro wrestling training academy. Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy is located in San Jose, California, and with over 24 years of experience, we specialize in all areas, from Lucha Libre, American style, ring psychology, industry etiquette, and much more. You'll be welcomed into a family environment where our head trainer, Hall of Famer, the Brown Bomber, Robert Thompson, and our training staff will start you on your journey and fully prepare you to get in the ring and make your dream a reality. Past trainees include AEW's Jungle Boy UFC World Champion and WWE Star Cain Velasquez The King Fat Boy Papo Esco and many more Be the next star Contact Pro Wrestling Revolution Academy now Call 408-728-8318 Visit our Facebook page Or go to ProWrestling-Revolution.com And make your dream a reality